What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to another episode of Yeah, but still, uh, Kenny Beats. We got Kenny Beats in the studio. studio. You think we could put your little tag when we just the whoa? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah, (laughs) kind of like drop that occasionally. I'll do it all in post. Whoa, Kenny! Right right before I talk. Whoa, Kenny! So this episode could be technically produced by you. (laughs) Fire! Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, instead of a uh, do a prod dot by Kenny Beats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wait, Instead maybe I should it. just do the vocals for it and just have you guys sounding crazy. The next pod's going to sound like trash after this one because I'm going to have you guys icy. Ooh, okay. You <laughs> yeah, should honestly, this yeah, one. Do you all could, your vocals. Yeah, if you could do that for us. I'll send you, I'll send you the waves. Send Brand- Brandon's going to do the... Travis Scott ad-libs in the background. <laughs> just mad reverb. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I want to do the thing where like uh, when rappers laugh at their own jokes in the song, <laughs> like they'll, they'll say a funny line oh. and then the ad-lib will be like, ha ha. <laughs> Young Jeezy does that a lot. Yeah, but it's mad funny when you hear someone do like a casual laugh in a song, but like no one knows they recorded it four times. So like the mm. first time it probably was casual, but like the one you're hearing is them like <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. like, I need I need more more of those video. I need more videos of like there's that video of Waka doing the ad libs. Best we've of all, all time. We've all seen it. Best of all time. Um, yeah. yeah, there there needs to be more of that. Yeah, I um, wanted the raw. Like last night, uh, Lil Got It was on live the entire time in my studio and fell asleep mid song. And I didn't know because I'm just recording. I'm just like, wait, I thought he was writing or some shit. And uh-huh. all my friends hit me today, like, you know, Got It fell asleep in your studio last no way. night. He fell asleep on live? <laughs> uh, on live while we were making a song last night. And I uh-huh. didn't even know because he was like in the booth. And I thought How he was just like. How long before he woke up? I think thinking about like seven minutes, like five to seven minutes, but just was asleep on live. <laughs> I'm imagining you like still vibing out, like <laughs> kind of like like turning knobs, sort of like that's literally what was mm-hmm. happening. I like what he's doing here. In my mind, I'm like, oh, he's probably writing something crazy right now. Yeah, he's just asleep on perks. <laughs> oh my god! That's I mean, so well, funny. we uh, talked about the we pre pod. We were talking about the process, talking about how nearing the stew. Studio for those of you that <laughs> for the civilians, uh, those of you that don't don't know about the music industry, sometimes you call the suit, you, you call it the stew, just for a short. When you're talking with other uh, music music yeah. industry guys, professionals. Um, but you were you were sort of saying that like if you're working with a uh, with a rapper who's like doing drugs and like there's there's a certain vibe happening, you will do those drugs with them to like sort of be on the same wavelength depending on the and situation we're all but we're we're podcasting at noon right now so we're all just sort of uh we're all on the caffeine we're all sort Facts. of sober but i i chugged the sugar free bull you're off the yerba mate big yerba and i i'm on espresso yeah you're sipping that so up. we're on the same wavelength yeah, yeah it's 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 a yeah, music and podcasting are very similar. See, you guys didn't even realize it. I came in here and just produced the pre-pod already and yeah. got on your wavelength. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, like, you feel like you're in your vibe and you didn't yeah. even know why. Yeah, that's I love what I that. do. That's what I do for everybody. It, I, it's amazing. Just sometimes it happens to be just, like, pounds of molly. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we also you have did to follow that. them. You have to we follow them down the hole. Not, when you not really, but there's definitely been times where I'm with someone who I'm a giant fan of, and you have to realize, like, a lot of the time, I'm not in there like, oh, this is my boy, like, who mm-hmm. raps. Like, I'm living in there like, I love this person's music so fucking much. I can't yeah. believe they answered and came to the studio. I'm geeked, like anyone else would be geeked. So you see them like, oh, I'm gonna smoke. I'm gonna drink some henny. Yo, I'm gonna do a, some Molly. I'm gonna do whatever. And it's like, right. I find myself being like, all right, I want to make sure like. They know, you know what I mean? I'm on the same page yeah. as them, same wavelength. I'm not judging them in any way, da 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 because I don't charge studio time. I don't sell beats. I only work with people I really 
fuck with and so yeah you're in grind mode totally but in the studio you got to like make people feel comfortable to get the best performance out of them so that's why i'm drinking caffeine with y'all right do you now. ever uh do you ever sort of uh are you ever in a like a situation where you want to you want to remain sober but you have to sort of pretend that you're on the same wavelength <laughs> so you're just like pouring henny into a, into like a house plant <laughs> like you're like drinking it and it's behind you and you're just like, mmm, yum. <laughs> you're just like, sort of pouring it in. No, oh, yeah, I've, yummy. I've never, I've never faked it, but dudes always respect if you're just like, yo, like, I've been getting fucked up for three days. Like, yeah. I'm cool. Like, yeah. I'm just going to work on your vocals. Like, trust me, it'll be better for you yeah. if I don't do whatever you're I doing. Prefer, yeah. Right. That's kind of like, it seems like the smart move. It's Who's like, oh, yeah. Totally. Who are the, Vince's. We were talking about Vince. He's sober. Vince is completely sober. I feel like I'm gone. Almost all of FM. Yeah, I did everything on FM minus like two beats. Me and Hagler co-produced fun. And then uh, I worked on some of the transitions and some of the other like extra ancillary details on the album. But Vince is completely sober and has never done anything in his life. And like is so intelligent that I, I walk in there like maybe having like smoked a blunt and I feel like I'm in the principal's office because it's like yeah. you just walk into a room and it's in a studio you've never even heard of because most studios yeah. I go to like have to be smoke friendly, have to be party friendly. Vince works at spots that people don't even, you can't smoke there. So it's right. like- it's I've the NPR ne- studios. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've never even heard of these studios and you go yeah. there and they're so beautiful and like ornate and like crazy yeah. and Vince is just in there like staring at you like- you better be prepared to fucking he's in a suit throw down yeah you can't just walk in there like hung over and expect to like be a part of the conversation yeah this is it's been crazy watching this trajectory and for for those of you uh listening who don't know i mean you you originally i met you as an edm guy you were in loud pack Uh, yeah i know i'm not (laughs) i'm gonna move on from that pretty quickly but look so then i you know you're, I know you went kind of like in a hole of just like producing and like it's kind of it's kind of a thing that I've seen a lot on EDM Twitter, like kind of like dumb guy DJ status where it's like, fuck all y'all. Like I'm going to I'm I don't do anything. I'm in the studio. You know, you see DJs talking like that all the time. That's not For what you sure. did. But like <laughs> you were in the hole just like working. Yeah. And the classic DJ move is they're just like posting dumb guy tweets where they're like, oh, you guys are going to regret doubting me when I come up. Yeah. But yeah. you really like this year you emerged. Yeah, and you're just doing just only like did the work. It's it, it's, it's y- sort of the, the thing you're talking about is um like whenever I see somebody who's like posting Instagram stories of them like at the gym. Mm-hmm. It's just like, d- d- don't post just once you, once you're swole fucking post the buff pic. Yeah. That's it. Just, a yeah. just wait, pic. just go, go in private, go work out. And then once the progress has happened, post the progress. And to be clear, Kenny was not doing those dumb guy. posts. <laughs> yeah. I, I know yeah. we know each other. And I also know uh, your manager, Mike, very well. And yeah. he was giving me these reports just totally. like Kenny doesn't go out. He just, making beats that's all he's doing right now Literally. and it's been like yeah. that for a while then all of a sudden this year you're working with everybody in the planet well, i I'm, mean when i was when i was younger dude like i did rap stuff and i like made beats and this and that and i, I went to uh berkeley for guitar so i always took music very seriously but like i started doing the dj stuff in that whole world really because i found out about it right before like i was getting out of school i was making a tiny bit of money here and there doing rap stuff selling weed whatever but like is that it, you consider rap stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I, I work in the rap industry selling weed. <laughs> I basically was selling weed to make up for the money I wasn't making doing all these beats for people. But yeah. I had worked with Mac, R.I.P., Absol, like Schoolboy Q, Kendrick when I was a young kid. 
And then people started telling me about all this EDM stuff and all this new like kind of rap DJ shit that was going on in Bauer and Flosher Domus yep. and that kind of thing. And it was a check immediately. Like I put up a SoundCloud and in five weeks I had an agent, a manager. I was going to LA. I was taking all these meetings that I wasn't getting being a rap kid. So like I coasted for a while and was in that world and it was cool. And you're in your early 20s with your friend like partying, traveling the world, DJing. It's like it's really hard to kind of say no to that. But a year or two ago, about maybe two years ago now, I just like had a moment where, you know, you know, you kind of see yourself from a bird's eye view and you're kind of like, oh, like this isn't tight. And yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, these are all my friends and like I fuck with all the people around me. But like these people aren't listening to my music in their car. You know what right. I'm saying? It's like vice versa for you guys working in like video stuff or working in comedy or working in whatever. It's like, yeah. you know, you can do a certain thing that a huge audience is going right. to fuck with and a huge audience is going to praise yeah. you for. But are your best friends going to find that same thing interesting or funny right. or cool? And it's like if yeah. they're not, that should be your barometer. And sure. when I started realizing like, oh, like I, if I got hit by a car tomorrow, I don't want to be known for buildups and drops and fucking yeah. EDC. and Nobody's like, listening to EDM while the sun's out. That is a crazy thing. Like I've yeah. had that moment too a couple times where it's like you get out of college or you get out of high school if you didn't go to college and like you just start – trying to make money to survive totally and it kind of you just go wherever it takes you i mean yeah. you went to a pretty cool place considering i mean it's better than like working at a for sure just but like a the, weird but at the same job, time like but doing the like, stuff i really want to do like coming back into that world it's real easy for someone to pull your card and say oh here's a picture of you unfucking at edc on stage with a bunch of confetti playing oh yeah fucking, 100%, yeah like house music remix it's like it takes away from wanting to be this real authentic rap producer, this and that. So I worked 10 times harder so no one could pull my card. Exactly. Well, it's, yeah, that's a weird moment you can have, though, when it's like years kind of just like slip by very quickly. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, this is what I do now. Like, and I will do this forever if I don't stop. Totally. You know, whatever that job is. There's nothing um, scarier than that because you could kind of start doing something for money and just like I'll do this right now because it'll pay me. Then all of a sudden you're just doing it forever. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, I'm glad you switch. I mean, appreciate I've been it. seeing you everywhere. It's kind of crazy to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it everybody feels... thinks everybody thinks you're black. Uh, that's, oh. a, that's another part. Of that's they just good... don't know that I'm white. Is really what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think I'm black. They just don't know that I'm white. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's because that because it's normally not always just like oh I didn't know you were a white guy. It's like I didn't know. Like, I thought you were a 40-year-old man. I thought you were a Bill Burr. I thought you were this. Like, it's always yeah. some stupid reaction when people see a picture of me. I don't know why. I mean, that's that's a powerful transition. Yeah. Like, for, like, you want to talk about, like, uh, you know, erasing your EDM past. True. Like, that's... People, yeah, the, I think most people probably don't even know at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. I think you've it's successfully worked in my favor. Like, eclipsed all of that. It's worked in my favor to embrace all the funny stuff and like people cracking jokes on me. People even cracking jokes and like the EDM and the transition and all that stuff. I've I embrace it. Like one of my biggest things I've like put up this year was a kid making a diss song about how much he hates me. And, like, I remember the, that. And that I stole hilarious. his beat and like I didn't uh-huh. steal his beat, but like yeah. this kid kept tweeting me, freaking out. I went on his page to like try to find some funny shit about him hating me, and he was live on Periscope. So I just opened the Periscope, and he's literally like on the mic like fuck Kenny fuck Kenny but and the song was so hard like it was the f- most fire beat ever so I was like we should play we should end the episode yeah, with end that the song episode, I'm thinking. do something with it 
Um, he asked me to sign him after the fuck Kenny <laughs> song. We never got around to it, but uh-huh. uh, we've stayed in touch. He's a he's a pretty chill kid. Shout out Phoenix. <laughs> so you guys are friends. Now. Yeah, we're cool. We Why does he think you stole his beat? <laughs> me and Rico put out a song called Lala. There's a fucking million songs called Lala, and this kid was just like, "Oh, it's the same as mine." Da-da. Like completely different tempo, different song, different. Like there was a guy rapper on it from Texas who was like singing. Rico's like rapping about hating other girls it's a very different thing yeah but yeah he was like getting in my grill about it and then i posted a video of me listening to the fuck kenny song and it went nuts yeah i remember that and it's like even if people under the comments are making fun of me or whatever it's like the fact that it's all coming back to the music uh-huh. Every, everybody has to see a meme of me always oh, white always oh, this always oh, old man always oh, whatever and then they go figure out why are they tweeting about him at all and then it's because of a beat so yeah. to me it's all good and like a lot of producers will see shit like that or even rappers or whoever and be like either try to get at the kid roast him do something negative whatever and or ignore it because they're embarrassed and i retweet every shitty thing about me always <laughs> i don't i don't think you're uh you're like a very surprising reveal for as a producer i mean like maybe not to you guys but to some people i like when i do an nba young boy song. Like, how tall are you you're like six i'm six seven 13 yeah six seven <laughs> you're like a big dude like it's not it's not super wild like um what's his name is it murder beats that like that yeah. was a big reveal for me Murda's he looks funny. <laughs> he looks like a game of thrones character yeah. he has like he looks like he just got out of hockey practice he looks like <laughs> yeah he has like red hair he kind of has like the haircut of reek from game of thrones and Shout i was like Murda. baffled when i first saw him i was like oh okay that's like a big i mean he's white Mike, white, uh, white. my manager Mike gives me a picture of Murder Beats for every holiday. Oh, yeah. And, and, and on <laughs> it, it just says, you're not shit. <laughs> and so every birthday, every holiday, I get a different pic of Murder Beats. And I just got this like big collage. Like a framed photo? Like a, yeah, like a nice photo. Oh, okay. And I just got this huge collage of Murder Beats for Christmas. And I posted it. And it just said, like, you're not shit on it from my manager. Yeah. And Murda comments under it like, yo, that's work. And I was like, word, all right. That's like, funny. That's tight. <laughs> Which is also funny because your manager, Mike Power, looks like uh, Jon Snow from yeah, Game of Thrones. Literally. So Mike's you got two right Game of Thrones is... boys on Ma- you. Mike's got a whole kind of like uh, Mumford and Sons kind of thing going on right now. It's very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's a interesting character. <laughs> I won't I won't dive into explaining a person we both know, but he does he does uh only wear sweatpants. Facts. That's another weird thing. That's a weird trait. Um <laughs> anyway. What huh? I'm just bringing you back into the <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean you guys were just like talking about a guy I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, I'll I'll let this I'll let, let this play out. I are you gonna are you gonna work with Soldier Boy? I'm trying so hard. You should. I'm trying to do the oh, Soldier yeah, Boy. Now's the time. Soldier Boy Blueface song with Bobby Shmurda prison verse. That's what oh, I'm, 2019. That's the goal. That's how I'm coming for summer 2019. I would love that so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously obsessed with Blueface. Blueface. Been is, talking about Blueface whew. a lot. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> bop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking rules. Is he? Is he around? Uh, Blueface is definitely around. Uh, we met his DJ recently, and his DJ was like fucking with some song we did. So we're trying yeah. to get in touch with Blueface via the DJ. But I heard some unreleased Blueface music uh, this week via a couple different channels, a couple sus channels. And honestly, it's amazing. He's just getting better and better, like not even in a funny way. Right. He's got this platform now, and your confidence yeah. goes up in a certain way. And it's like whether people joke about him being offbeat or this or that, like 
he's getting features from the biggest people in the world yeah. and it's like the tiger shit it used to be like real funny to listen to a tiger song and then taste <laughs> happens and you're like this is a smash yeah, like yeah. that's what's gonna happen with blueface uh blue blueface is like the crip rapper that like literally doesn't even rap on the beat right he's yeah really like he t- and he but he like on dead Lokes, he's like I can sit here and rap off beat. <laughs> like <laughs> this shit's still gonna slap harder than a, what I forget what he says. Exactly, him and uh, him and his beat performed at different stages at Rolling Loud, which is crazy. Huh. Him and who? The beat. <laughs> the what? Oh, him and the beat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Slow reaction. Let it hit you. Just let slow it hit reaction. you. <laughs> slow reaction. Um, they performed on different days. <laughs> him and the beat. <laughs> Um, um yeah no he fucking speaking rules. of tyga have you did you guys see that clip of him when he's like super young rapping about how like his mom drives a, oh, a range rover and he comes from a good neighborhood it's, no, that's it's from uh not not g's to gents it's from like some like rap like competitive reality game show yeah and he's like have you never seen this no oh, oh i'm pulling pull it, it up can I'm we pull it, it up did it riffraff come from g's to gents riffraff was on from g's, g's to gents. gents that was like his start right yeah that and was like, his start that and world star um but yeah this this tiger clip is hang on i'm pulling it up right now stand by <laughs> okay pause okay here's the clip honestly this needs to come up more often i'm it does have two million views um, if you want to look it up, it's Tyga. I had it easy growing up. My mom drove a Range Rover. <laughs> it's a TMZ video. I think they found it, but here it is. Busters are not allowed. Oh, it's from a show called Busters. <laughs> Yo, what it is, MTV, it's your boy Tyga, a.k.a. one of the greatest. Tyga, I got this name when I was young. My mom used to say I looked like Tiger Woods, so I just stuck with that. Ooh, Grew up, not well. too tough. Parents got a Range Rover, CL600, doing it big. Not too much hard, but I'm still street. Yeah, it's T-Y-G-A. They say I'm not hood because I stay in the valley. They say I never been in the alley. I tell them cats, huh, I've been in the alley. <laughs> I've been Bars. in the alley. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Yeah, I. <laughs> Can you run that back one more time, please? Yeah. Also, he's standing in an alley, which is I what's so them, fire. About it. I tell them cats, I've been in the alley. Yeah, because I've never been in an alley. Yeah, I tell them cats, I've been in an alley. Yeah, please, please play that. Yeah, it's T Y G A. They say I'm not hood because I stay in the valley. They say I've never been in an alley. I tell them cats, huh, I've been in an alley. Oh, oh. oh. Bar. On the truck, living it up. Huh. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> he rhymed living it up with. <laughs> I don't know if there's any more of that. I mean, I could no, it's through, but um, no, he do, he like competes on the show. Oh. He like does some. There's okay. some like ra- no play play a little more. Yeah, it. here he is. Okay, here's um, some more. Big gip. That's a big no. Name that grill. It's like I'm not on dudes' mouth anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about the ladies. So yes. I'll me ladies. You know, after the show, whatever. Also, Wait, that logic okay. is amazing. <laughs> Grills. It's a contest where you have to like name the grill, and he says, "Man, I don't care about dudes' mouth. That's kind of sus." <laughs> Wait, also, you're asking me about a man's mouth? Insane. That kind of sounds sus to me. <laughs> there's there's several levels to that. Where like, first of all. It's this show called fucking Busters, <laughs> where they get they have aspiring rappers on, and uh, they show 
they they have a game called Name That Grill. <laughs> this is this is like sort of a great time capsule. Yeah, how of did like we a miss this era. show? This these show are, is amazing. Yeah, Name That Grill, wonderful like, shows written by like forty year old white dudes. Yeah, I don't I don't really know about dudes' mouths. <laughs> like the show's called Busters. We're gonna have a segment called Name That Grill, and <laughs> every, we're gonna have rappers, time. gangsters, all sorts <laughs> of uh, peeps, G's. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like absolute full white guy writers room. Yeah, and. Also, I, yeah, that is very funny that he's like, oh yeah, I don't, God. I never really look at dudes' mouths. Like, <laughs> every time a man talks, Tyke is just like staring at the hey, wall. That, that, that sounds gay to me. Yeah. <laughs> you wait, did you work with you work with him directly when um, you did the Vince? No, thing? I actually Tyga was on a like a different song and. I ended up taking that verse and making something around it, and that's Tyga interlude. But oh. the word on the street is. It might get finished. Who knows? Okay. Well, okay. That song? You never know. Yeah. Huh? Hopefully he doesn't listen okay. to this episode where... I mean, yeah. look, I don't... What's I don't crazy is that Tiger listens to every single episode of Yeah, But Still. Oh, excellent. <laughs> That's what great. I heard. Well, he's mm-hmm. a great rapper. Um, him yeah. versus Soldier Boy... Yeah, no, he loves he loves the podcast. Big Connor O'Malley fan. Yeah, <laughs> people don't know this about Tyga. Um, Bro, Connor O'Malley is the goat. Oh, he's the best. He's yeah. the funniest man alive. The the whole like the whatever the last six months has been of like him in the river and like on the yeah. side of the oh, road. Yeah, r- and, like, river guys. <laughs> yeah, this that new vibe yeah. is just uh, so next level. <laughs> I, I I try to like. That's a real that's a real like friendship test, I feel like. Like there's certain bands and certain like memes and certain things uh-huh. you show to people that you're like getting cool with. And if right. they just really like vehemently don't get it, you're like, yeah. Oh, like we're definitely on a little bit of a different way. Oh, that's like a massive litmus test. Yeah, when me. you show someone like Connor's yeah. shit and if they get like two minutes through like a river video of him like doing a newcast and yeah. they just are like, What? You're like, Oh, you're you and I are not fully on the same that's page. <laughs> he he literally like he was we were talking about the river guy thing. He was like in Portland Ugh. while his like his wife was like filming this Hulu show and he, he just has time to kill in yeah. Portland. <laughs> so he just like straight up like hopped in the he like hopped in the river, like had like he had he had a life vest on under the suit. Yeah, like a men's warehouse suit. But it yeah, it's fire. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, fucking out of control. Like it's every yeah, it's all so unhinged. Did you watch his the the live stand up where he made everyone film him doing yeah, stand up? Yeah, yeah, I watched that. I watched like in different entirety. different clips of different people who filmed it. Yeah. Fucking insane. It's like 20 people in a room. Like that could that could have gotten so out of hand yeah. so quick. Yeah, he's he's, he's wonderful. We've had Connor O'Malley on the podcast like twice now, I yeah. think. I listened to one of them. He was here with one other person, right? Yeah. Oh, is the there's the one well, there's the Tyler Joseph episode. He came on as a character. Oh, Tyler Joseph. Um, Tyler Joseph. Yeah, then, then that's that's the the stand up guy too. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. He has yeah, a and there's like a solo uh out of character, rare out of character Connor appearance. Wait, let's uh go is there is there more to the in the Taika clip? Yeah, there's there's definitely more. Okay, I'm gonna start it right here. They're doing a um, they're doing a game. What's this called? Do you name, know the it's game? Name that grill. Or no, this is the game after name that grill where they're doing the watch and they're, they're guessing to... if the watch is real or fake. And the signs are faux reels. Faux with reels a Z. with a Z. Oh, Fronten. Fronten is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if those were ever like actual phrases people used or well, if it was like for sure. But faux reels with the Z, I really don't. It's kind of like you know when like um. Like a white mom or dad tries to do like an impression of a rapper. Yeah. They're like, "What's up, homie G?" Yeah, like they're yeah. kind of like saying stuff that nobody's ever said. Uh, it was written by like uh, a like uh, a writers' room of sitcom dads and policemen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's watch. And some will be front wearing the knockoffs. That means Rolex. It's got that uh, 5.25 carats of ice. The Rolex, I knew it was real by the clarity of the diamonds. It was real. Like, I, it was real. Okay, so you tell me, D. Is it for real or for fake? I'm always for real. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the other contestants that aren't Tyler. Oh, wait, can, you, can you pull up the other contestants' names real quick? Oh, yeah, these guys, like, I wish... This is definitely another clip that you should definitely pull up at home and watch this as well, because <laughs> you really needed to see these guys. All of these dudes, they have a very... I mean, I'm speaking to my state, but they have a Joliet, Illinois look about them. <laughs> kind of like white guys who are wearing a parka in the summer <laughs> vibe. Um, so the names are Argonaut. Yes. Mr. Izzy. Nathan Nice. Scripture with a K. Yes. And of course, Tyga. Christian rapper. Yeah, <laughs> scripture. <laughs> By the way, oh, real quick aside, I just watched the Detroiters episode where Connor plays Tim's like juggalo cousin <laughs> and it's incredible they oh. also keep calling him tiger with a hard r yeah and he, you can tell he's a yeah. little bit upset I about know. it because it's tyga yeah <laughs> yeah Don't. i mean i used to call it him tiga before i knew Ooh. Yeah. i didn't even like i when he was coming up yeah i kept saying tiga i had to get corrected you can't isn't, isn't tiga those... like that isn't tiga like some like art house kind of like yeah. music <laughs> or some shit mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't uh you can't say the hard R. Yeah, never. Ever. Yeah, never say the never say the hard R. <laughs> For any reason. <laughs> um Yeah, Tyga is a beautiful beautiful creature. I um I liked seeing him pitted against Soldier Boy. What a comeback though. It's honestly like such an impressive thing that Tyga was able to do. Like literally two years ago. Like honestly Tory Lanes too, and I'm not really a huge fan of either one or their music, but I respect yeah what they've been able to do just because like when the internet turns on you yeah. and when people start really just like not enjoying your music or your personality anymore and like the entirety of all your like mentioned in posts are just people shitting on you and you have a hit a year after that and then a stream of hits it's like there's nothing harder than that yeah like if i couldn't go on my feet yeah. two years ago without it being like a meme about tyga's ankles or like something about him being a loser because of kylie or whatever it is and it's like yeah. he's been on a run same with Tory Lanez like they used to just roast him about like his hairline like people like he would every video of him playing basketball was someone just like slamming his shot yeah. down like every time like he had and then the Drake thing this and that but like now he's running and he's on tour with Drake it's like to fight back against the internet and win in any capacity is unbelievable it's admirable for sure and I toured yeah. with Tory Lanez a little bit really one time yeah how was that? Wait, he's what cool. did you what did you do? It was with when Boogie toured with them. Oh, I was sure. just there. He's, um, he's unbelievably yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't need, he like hangs from the ceiling and Well, yeah, he dropped like, he like dropped through the ceiling one time and like landed in a bathroom or something what? and got really hurt. That's so scary. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> like his um, you know, his stage present is uh, bananas. Yeah. Do you think Soldier Boy is like about to like put it like drop a hit? You never know, dude. Like Soldier Boy's made more money off ringtones of Crank That than a lot of rappers have made in their entire careers. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, you can never really count a guy like him out because he's been able to do it in a couple different decades now. I mean, yeah. two. When you decade, think about how long he's been in the public it's eye. It's nuts. And like, even the, like the, other, the, the other day, that thing with the Ariana Grande song <laughs> sounding like him and then Princess Nokia saying it sounded like her when it all just sounds like 2 chains. Like, there's a yeah. lot of debate whether Soldier Boy started a lot of trends and a lot of <laughs> yeah. things. But... Uh -huh. 
like they say he started FaceTime because in the pickup the uh the kiss me through the phone video, all uh, the phones have like a girl's face on them. And this yeah. was like oh. five years before yeah. FaceTime in a Soldier Boy video, and they're like, This man yeah. has literally created he invented not only FaceTime music styles, yeah. yeah, but some of the greatest inventions of the twenty first century. Like, I love that. I don't know how influential he is, but he's been able to It'd be a topic of conversation. No, he's in I mean, marketing yeah. wise too. I don't know if we've even discussed this on the podcast. He absolutely but created a template. He in the LimeWire days, he was putting Soldier or cranked at, like before his head, he was putting it on there to be called like you know Britney Spears. Yeah, like, yeah. He would, he, people he would accidentally all download like, the biggest Dad. songs on Billboard. Yeah, and just like upload <laughs> cranked at. I, like, yeah. I discovered cranked at because I was literally like walking around and I saw a blank like a blank CD on the ground. You know, kind of like um. Back in the day, you could buy blank CDs that you could print on with your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was printed like in impact font, Soldier Boy, cranked at, and then the, there was one other song on it. And was I it found ba- it was in like it a jewel case. Was the other song Bay the Apes? I got me some Bay the Apes. No, it was featuring <laughs> another dude. Um, I think it was Get Silly. Oh, smash! Yeah. But um, we uh, I mean, I like popped it in. I picked it up because I was curious. I was like, who is this Soldier Boy? And um, obviously it was a fucking hit like my life-changing <laughs> moment like, i feel like this is his second comeback i'd say third ha- like I, I would say third that we made it in yes bitch we're like back to back like he had a drake and nikki song but the we made it to, to me back. was second era of soldier like like early soldier like you're talking about like crank that era into like gucci bandana into like that whole era mm-hmm. yeah you have to understand like the reverence people have for him in atlanta like musically like yeah if you play a set in atlanta that has like classic ATL rap songs and you're gonna play old Gucci and you're gonna play OJ the Juice Man, you're gonna play Waka and you're gonna play all that kind of shit. Like you have to include Gucci bandana. You have to include certain old Soldier Boy songs because people really, yeah. really are fans of him in a serious way like that. Whereas on the internet, a lot of it is more like ironic. Where people like talk about how they love Soldier Boy songs because they're funny and like pretty boy swag when yeah. it comes on, you see people like laugh as much as you see people sure. dance kind of thing. But like I don't know. I, I think he's been able to do it so many different times at such a big level that if he could have a hit yeah. at any moment, I could, I'd be remiss to say like, oh, it's a rap for him because in two weeks from now, you we might all be singing a Soldier yeah. Boy song. I definitely don't ironically yeah. like him in any way. Yeah, I me appreciate him like 100% has, for It took every, me a while though. It took I me a while. I think people get that confused sometimes with like, um, if you appreciate a person who's yeah. does funny or bizarre things, you yeah. know? It's yeah. like, oh, you must ironically like them. Yeah. No, I enjoy every aspect of them, even when they're yeah. doing things that people are laughing at. Totally. Right. Like, I actually... No, like, he undeniably like has so many hits. Yeah. You can you can easily do a DJ set that's only Soldier Boy songs. For sure. And people will dance the entire time. Go off. And, like, um, random locals will know the words. Like, yeah, anybody's yeah. going to know the words. I think, like... Uh, I mean, yeah. Obviously, you should make a song with him very soon. And like, <laughs> this is like, want to. this he is it's like it would be so mutually beneficial. Yeah. Like, I think him and Ten K. Like, I work with this kid named Ten K. Have you ever seen? He's like, he's like a little chubby kid who does the whoa dance. Like, he invented mm, doing no. all those, tri- you know, the Triller videos. Where oh, like sure. Kids all do the little dance where they like pause. And yeah. It's like every big rapper does it now and stuff. There's this kid named Ten K from Dallas. He basically has claimed inventing the dance. And Uzi and Thug and all these people would send him unreleased music. Yeah. And like obviously him having an unreleased Uzi song now is like 
It's like having an unreleased Adele song. Like half the yeah. internet's gonna freak out if they can hear a piece yeah. of what Uzi's doing. And 10K to put up these videos of him dancing to it and shit, but his music is very reminiscent of old snap music, like D4L uh, and like yeah. In My White Tee and like that era of just dump, 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 yep. dump, dump. Like almost like crunk music kind of, but chiller. Yeah. Doing some shit that like, like that, that felt relevant with Soldier Boy on it, I feel like just that bounce could go crazy right now because it's yeah. been so long since like the early 2000s yeah. when you hear any kind of like old rhythm that's like nostalgic to you like that, it can go off for a new generation. That's why like me and Rico did super thug we recently just did another one where like we'll cover an old song as far as like, the beat mm -hmm. and she'll just wrap some whole new shit on it but like mm -hmm. you're 18 if you were born in 2000 you're 19 if you were born in 2000 these kids vaguely remember hearing like dirt off your shoulders or hearing yeah. like one of these big songs so when they hear the beat come in they're like oh that's hard i don't know why right but it's a rapper who's relevant to me yeah like i think soldier boy bringing back the old soldier boy sound in a cool way could go for new kids yeah. i'm ready for it i Me mean too. i'm gonna try to I, be a part of it i want this to be facilitated and then once you get soldier boy in the studio then we get him on the podcast done i i would love to he should he should do the pod i have some paths to him too like if it yeah. doesn't if that doesn't pan out i know I his like, video dude like i know the dude who's like with him all the time filming so we could i mean i out. i want him to deliver the console first <laughs> True. Yeah, we I ordered that. I ordered that a while. I ordered Soldier <laughs> Game a while ago. Did you really? I yes, did for my Christmas his Christmas. Gift. So I gave him his Christmas, Christmas presents gift. already. <laughs> so yours is just like locked. Brandon up. claims to have bought me this, right? I like can, for all I, I know, show, he never bought it. I it showed be. you. I show. I can show you the credit card charge. <laughs> so I mean, the position this puts you in is currently you have not reciprocated the Christmas present. Like yeah. I didn't get anything. No, I mean for my Christmas from you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's kind of on Soldier Boy at this point. If if you get refunded and the console never comes, the question is, yeah. do you still owe me a Christmas present? I don't. Well, I'm yeah, because sure I well, I've talked to. I'd I've, say yes. I've talked yeah. to my credit union about this, and they <laughs> told me they they were like, well, first you need to like contact the manufacturer, and I did. But like literally, if you message, you just DM Soldier on, Boy on Soldier. <laughs> yeah, on, on like Soldier Watch, if you like. The like contact you where you're like, uh, you know, contact support and you like type in whatever. It's just Facebook Messenger to just Soldier Boy. <laughs> like to the Soldier Boy fan page on Facebook. Yeah, he definitely. So you're just like, it, he's, no really giving you the, support he's really He's really giving you the runaround. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, yeah, I, that is one thing. You know, the man has hits. I'm not gonna, but like, He's not good at customer service. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'd say the burden's on you to get him on the pod now because yeah. you have to make up for not. Well, even I think that whenever he does an interview, he like brings the console. So oh. that's sort of that's the only re that's like the main reason why I want to get him on the podcast is so that he can just like bring the console that I ordered. My a dream, long time my ago. dream, yeah, but still episodes for 2019 are Soldier Boy and Hobo Johnson. Those are the oh, those are yes. the two people I need on yeah, the pod. Yeah, Hobo Johnson, come on, come I on mean, the pod. I mean, here's Hobo Johnson would be brutal cuz like Jack go off. I'm Jack. sure he's a he seems like a really really nice guy. <laughs> he's one of those dudes that like if he came in here I would have a very hard time being critical to him. For the show. Um, but you have seems some like yeah, but musically I just really don't fuck with what he does on a deep level. It's like, interesting. You though. listen to it. Okay. It's interesting. Like you oh. have to watch it for two minutes because it's just like it's interesting. All right. So this is what I haven't. I don't know if I've even talked about this in the pod. We've but talked. I, well, so 
okay, what I've been uh, doing is um and I might make this post eventually, but <laughs> I've been looking up letters from convicted stalkers, like the night stalker, <laughs> and comparing them next to Hobo Johnson lyrics. And basically I figured out that, you know, most sto- most famous stalkers, like these letters they're sending out, are indistinguishable from Hobo Johnson lyrics for the most part. <laughs> which is was my first reaction to him, because it's like I don't know. I think high schoolers, like high school guys, you could like listen to like emotional music. You have so much, um, you have so many hormones like pumping through you that you're like, yeah. you're vibing out to shit that's just crazy. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's like, absolutely totally. for people. It's for teenagers who are experiencing emotions for the first time. Yes. Totally. Yeah. But like as a man reading these lyrics or hearing the song i'm like listening i'm like oh yeah you're a bad guy like <laughs> like the premise of a song is like that he meets a girl at a show finds out she has a boyfriend and then is extremely mad and upset about it <laughs> and like kind of is pestering her <laughs> and like yeah. i constantly find myself thinking about um if there was an album of just like the same songs from, but from the perspective of like these girls that he's even talking about and literally the lyrics are just kind of like he's outside my yeah, apartment some like weird you. guy like approached me after a show my friend brought me to a concert of a band i have never heard of and like the singer came up to me and um I, he didn't really say much he's kind of you know nervous and i just told him i had a boyfriend and he got you know he seemed kind of mad and then he texted me. I don't know how he got my number. It was very weird. <laughs> but, my um, friend into him nice. like six times outside my house. Yeah, week. exactly. It's just kind of like very toxic. That's so ideas. true, dude. I, I like when I when I listen to certain stuff I was into in high school. I'm like, this is like way too dark for me now. Yeah. And like, it, but back then it was yeah. like, oh, I felt the shit out of it. Like I remember so like, many emo bands. Too. I remember being 15, oh, yeah. listening to Taking Back Sunday, and just being like, oh, like God, yes. like. And then you're a man. You're like. Oh, this is a song about a guy talking about cutting his wrist because a 16-year-old girl didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a 25-year-old man is like, <laughs> yeah, this 17-year-old girl broke yeah. up with me, and now I'm gonna cut my throat. Uh, okay. but, that, but that's the thing is like when you're 17 and you've had like you like broke up with a girl you dated for yeah. three weeks, like yeah. that you met like in high school, and you hear Hobo Johnson, you're like, geez, like, yeah. yeah, music is just no everyone. No, it's healing. like everyone's like, first breakup is so embarrassing ooh, and like yeah. so pathetic. I think it's so important important to get it done yeah like pre i'd say pre like 25 have a real bad breakup mm-hmm. like a real one that really just takes the wind out of your sails yeah it's like if you get to be 28 29 30 35 40 whatever and like you haven't had a real bad breakup or you, you haven't been the loser on the side of it yeah oh my god what you're even you're, describing... gonna be, you're gonna be hobo johnson at 32 and the shit's gonna be so scary <laughs> yeah, it's like uh-huh. you need to be hobo johnson when you're 17 and yeah. everyone's like oh it's fine you know i don't even right. think breakup is the right word for what you're describing because <laughs> i am in full agreement but i think what you're describing too is like it's not even like a breakup it's just like you know someone it just goes like completely <laughs> awry like i mean like being ch- is being like cheated on like really a breakup if nah. you just like find out be like oh yeah they're they're just literally mm-hmm. having sex with my Wait, friend did you get, did you did that happen to you <laughs> i've been cheated on of course in high school yeah yeah have you uh not to my knowledge yeah i mean this was i was a young man sure uh um, yeah. i just i just remember someone just being not down for me that yeah. like we would been yeah. dating and then i had probably just like had temper tantrums or been an idiot or whatever and they were just like yeah like i just don't care and yeah. i remember just being like <laughs> how, like how is how that, how yeah how can you not care like, yeah. you just cared recently but it happened when i was young so like two years later next time it happens you're like 
all right, like can't can't suck as bad as that sucked. And yeah, then like yeah. the next it keeps that keeps snowballing well, that, until like you're older yeah. and you're just like, oh, like nothing's gonna make me happy or sad. And no, it's fine. No <laughs> one can make me feel anything. Yeah, now, <laughs> now I'm just like a wasteland. That's how you need to be. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going you to, for. You need to learn to uh, repress your emotions <laughs> yeah. and put yeah. that in an iron box. Tuck it's it all, all about down. yeah. Training yourself to become a sociopath, <laughs> yeah, is the only path to success. And just listen to Hobo Johnson every day. You just need to ignore your emotions and uh, yeah, use liquor to forget about it. <laughs> I feel like I could uh, produce the shit out of Hobo Johnson though. Like I feel like if I really got in there, yeah, I could yeah. make a hard ass like club banger Hobo Johnson I would, song. I would love that. Like on some swimming pools, Kendrick shit, where like the hook's really yeah. about like drowning and alcohol and yeah. like addiction. <laughs> but it's everyone's just like shot, yes. shot, yeah, <laughs> like drink, yes, let's drink, go, drink. Hey, yeah. shot, drink. <laughs> yeah. But it's Hobo Johnson and me, and it's just a slap. Yeah. Yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick talking about his, like, family's history. With that. <laughs> like, his dad is his dad is an is a alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and everyone's every... in there, pour up. Yes. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest hit ever. Yeah. I feel like it's possible, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just pour up, stalk. <laughs> Get her number. Hit her up. <laughs> Hobo Johnson version of any Kendrick song would be far. Yes. Yeah. Um, where, is, where does he live? Portland, Seattle. We're just guessing. It's gotta be. Yeah. 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 I mean, like Lower East Side. What's his ad- What's his address? Yeah, I thought he might be from <laughs> Chicago because he's like yeah. Johnson. <laughs> Well, it means a hobo, so we don't really. Mm-hmm. He oh, moves around. It's a, yeah, no, it's a nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. He is a real homeless person. Yeah, fucking hobo Johnson, more like Airbnb Johnson. Yeah, right. I think he's the <laughs> he's like the king of what I was talking about before, though. It's like it's the fact that we're having this conversation about him right now. You know what I mean? Like he's not the type of dude to be like, oh shit, like they don't fuck with my music. Like, damn, I'm lame. Like that's sad. Like or like yeah. hate us on. He's just like, yeah, I'm fucking. I suck. No, like, I mean you don't start that I band mean, and record the... those songs if totally. you're self conscious. Like totally. Snoop, Snoop uh, posted like a Hobo Johnson vinyl. Like yeah, he bought but like that a Hobo really Johnson gifted. vinyl. That was but, like a huge. <laughs> but also... he but he posted it. Yeah. He like you don't nor you don't post every gift. That Snoop was a gets baffling. A lot of gifts. But like I saw Hobo Johnson posted that and like. A Zach Fox anti Hobo yeah. Johnson tweet, like just side by side, what, and was just what like, "What did Zach say?" Oh, he he was shitting on him for a while. I forgot too. what it was exactly, but Zach called me Hobo the Joel Johnson's... Austin of rap music yesterday. So the Joel oh, Austin, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mega church guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's a, what a pimp, dude! Yeah. I, I've seen Joel Osteen live before. What? Yeah, I just remembered that I went with my grandma. It was like a you know a grandma event, oh, like a request. My goodness, did yeah. You, how old were you? Of like young, like twelve or something. Did, did it feel weird, even though you were young? No, I mean, it I felt like, like church. Uh, yeah, it just felt like a big church. But I feel like Joel Osteen's kind of chill. Did he he's have like? like uh, he's not chill. Joel Osteen. No, he's steals a bad so guy. Much money. <laughs> he steals a lot of money. He has multiple jets. Oh, I know. I'm no, he's like a rich man. Like yeah. you should. He sells out arenas. Oh. I think I saw him in yeah. like the United Center. But I meant religiously. He's not up there. Uh, t- saying like talking about exorcisms or every anything. If Jack he's like the ultimate to Joel Yeah. No, I mean he's like a rich Jack Wagner confirmed evangelical. <laughs> no, is he even evangelical? Though I don't think he is. Yeah. I think he's like like uh. At no, least but like my what was impression the, of what him was the shit with like the hurricane. 
We're like he wasn't. Like, oh, they they were like trying to get him to open gonna, up like, his mega use, church. He wasn't gonna like use his church for shelter. Oh, he wouldn't open it up. Yeah, he wouldn't they open needed, it up. It was, oh, yeah. it was like the biggest. It was like the biggest arena. Yeah, where that was happening, and he wouldn't open it up. Yeah, I, mean, I don't stand this man. Yeah, I just you went said with that my he, grandma. Yeah, once. you said that he's chill. <laughs> well, you asked how the event. You said was. he's chill because your grandma got you on list for the Joel Osteen show. <laughs> Jack was AA for Back, Joel Osteen. Backstage, backstage, backstage passes. Backstage passes to Joel Osteen. You're I was drinking Molly, drinking this man's liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yo, I mean, look, he treated me nice backstage. Like I said, <laughs> crazy. This is unfolding uh, crazy. No, but I meant, I meant like, like the, uh, the, the show was fine. Like he doesn't talk. He doesn't go too deep in anything. Imagine. He just kind of like, look, you have to be nice to You're, people. Uh, if you want to people the, to be nice to you, <laughs> Twitter right now is just like digging like, up all these pics of Jack and Joel <laughs> Alstein, just not tweeting him at you guys. Yeah, yes. you find out he's my like uncle. Going up to going up to the bouncer to Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen <laughs> like, no, I swear to God, I'm on the list. Pulling up DMs with Joel Osteen, like I swear to God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding Joel's Joel Osteen's DMs. <laughs> Uh, Joel's I, my boy. We still we still need to go to the um go to Mosaic, the church, Justin Bieber's church. Yeah, yeah. Mosaic. That should it, it, like when you drive by, you're like, damn, what's that? It looks cool. And then you like read the thing on yeah. the board out there, and you're like, whoa, huh? that's like that's like the cool hot church. Like you yeah. have to be hot to go there. Yeah, it's Raya Church. <laughs> it's yeah, it's Raya, Raya Church. When I was looking up the info, I was doing a weird thing where I was kind of looking at the section of like, where do I buy tickets? And I realized yeah. like. Oh yeah, you don't buy tickets to church. Like it doesn't cost like, anything to go to that. Costs money. Yeah. But with that church, I was like, I figured it'd be like fifty bucks yeah, to go. For sure. I to wish church. I wish that church was like tucked <laughs> away on some like Soho house shit because it's literally like mm. right on the middle of like yeah. Hollywood Boulevard next to like a Hawaiian BBQ place. It doesn't feel like spiritual enough for me. I yeah. want it to be like tucked away in a hidden like treehouse vibe with a long yeah, driveway. Yeah, I want it to be exclusive. <laughs> For show. It's already exclusive, yeah. but not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what Jesus is all about, is uh, exclusivity. being ex- yeah, is, is exclusivity, and that's like, that was kind of Jesus's whole thing. Yeah. Na- that would like Nazareth was just like Coachella. <laughs> it was just like we, the original Coachella. Yeah, if we, like, honestly, we could get the Joel Osteen money if we build the church we're thinking of, where it's like, you know, it's pretty private and exclusive and you have to get on the list and you're DMing <laughs> us trying to get plugged for the church for yeah. people church. like non-religious people trying to get in here just because yeah. it's like a networking opportunity. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, um, Let's you know, we're charge We charge for the tickets. Why are of we course. still here? Let's go do it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I, I do think that that's probably, that's like the biggest, uh, it's like the biggest example of just like how cursed LA is. Is the fact that there's just like mega churches here where people are like, okay, this is a place where uh, I go to network and <laughs> date. <laughs> like people are like going to like mega churches here. Like, all right, like oh. I'm gonna get some pussy. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna book a pilot and get some pussy at church. <laughs> someone, someone told me that at Mosaic they just have like two like shirtless hot dudes like an Abercrombie huh? and Fitch like when you walk in and they just like hand you the daily thing but it's like hell yeah it's like the like old Abercrombie and Fitch in like 2005 yeah oh god <laughs> they're wearing Abercrombie fierce they're holding a football <laughs> I'd be down yeah there's this kid from uh from Houston named Tisa Korean who's like actually been like low-key his videos have been going like slightly viral of just like these videos of him rapping and dancing 
and uh, he's like bring. He's trying his hardest to bring Aeropostale back and make mm-hmm. it like, make it super fire. And all yeah. his like he puts up these fit picks, like all these edited crazy fit oh, picks. But it'll yes. just have like the Arrow logo like in the fit pick, That's dude. So like strong. a PNG. Of I'm it. not gonna lie. I did. I've posted a couple Aeropostale head to toe fit picks. Okay, and I went in there. Um, they make comfortable jeans. Jack. Like I tried on these <laughs> jeans. The world they know. were some of the most yes. comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Let's Damn. get sponsored. Um, I didn't want to hang around there too long because it was like <laughs> the, I was the only one in there. They were like kind of looking at me like this man's taking after the fit picks. the Joel Olstein scandal. You can't get caught in an Aeropostale style immediately <laughs> yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. Be too many questions. Were you? You were not solo. No. These weren't self-timer picks. No, that would be really <laughs> That would wild. be so funny if you're just posted up at Aeropostale yeah. taking self-timer picks. Self-timer picks are always so hard to do because it's like you need a real good like... You can't do it. You need I, a good fulcrum for I, the... I don't believe in it. For me, like I'm so tall that I'll put one on like a normal like bookshelf yeah. like table and then go stand back 10 feet and all you see is like a bad angle of like the bottom of my chin. Yeah. I'm just too Oh, big they're not the- <laughs> they're not built for people like it's not built for people like you. Just out of shape. But that's like the dudes. only that's the, the just tall just <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like that doesn't that's that's like the there's that's like one of the few uh downsides. What? Of, of being, being tall? tall. Like tall privilege <laughs> is very real. For sure, but like I know I know you travel for shows and shit. I, I used yeah. to travel a lot to play shows and like traveling yeah. and being big is the worst part of it for Oh sure. yeah. Dude, being like, tall being tall and coach. Just like not but it's not even just about like plane seats, just like plane seats and then the car from the plane to here and then you gotta go to like this other small ass bus you gotta take or yeah. being on I was on a boat for three days last month, like I was on that holy shit yeah. thing. It's like I'm just yeah. too big for shit. Performing <laughs> like, in places with low ceilings. Yeah, dude. Like, there's a there's yeah. a place in Australia called uh, Chinese Laundry. And it's, like, one mm-hmm. of the coolest places to listen to music I've ever been to. And they basically pack, like, 600 kids in a 400-person space. Mm-hmm. There are no windows, and there's no ventilation, and there's one door. And it's about yeah. seven feet tall. So, like, oh, nasty. it's when you get to the back and, like, you're, the DJ booth yeah. is, like, the back, back corner. It's literally, like, 600 people in front of you and the door is all the way in the back. And it's, like, a really low ceiling. So, at first, it's, like, wow, this is, like, some crazy, like, underground Matrix-ass yeah. party. And then, like, an hour into it, I'm, like, the ceiling is three inches above my head. I'm so hot <laughs> and just, like, scared to be yeah. in here. Like, sometimes it's not tight. Um. Speaking of scared, you I, you were telling us about, like, some some wild studio stories. What is I mean, I want to hear some of this broth. I want to hear some Dude. I'm gonna I'll try to do it the best I can without getting myself murdered or mentioning too many names. <laughs> but I just have a lot of like people who come to my studio who know that other people come to my studio are involved in street shit or kind of crazy or whatever. So the assumption now has become like, oh, like Kenny's cool with it. Yeah. Like if there's guns, if there's drugs, if we bring this person through, if we bring this affiliated person through, people see like that I've worked with some scary guys and now they assume that since those guys were scary and you got along with them, we could come through and be scary. And so like there was a time a while ago, like a year ago where I was recording these two artists that I was ecstatic to even be working with. Like I was shocked that I could get these guys in the studio because they were really bubbling like in the South. And I'm like this lanky random white kid in LA who somehow got them to the studio. It was Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> it's Brooks <Yeah>. and Dunn. <laughs> and so we're, we're working on music, whatever. 
these dudes brought like maybe three or four characters with them. And so there's maybe seven people besides me at the studio. I do everything myself. So I do all the vocals, all the mixing, all the recording, all the beats. I'm, I clean everything up. I barely got an intern recently, but I'm doing a lot of different jobs. So I'm not really able to like pay attention to what's going on in this room or this room. I'm just kind of like trying to get the music done by any circumstance possible. The two dudes who are there who are popping finish recording. The song's done. They start one by one coming out and just everyone's dapping me up and leaving. Like, all right, Kenny, I'll see you. All right, call you tomorrow, whatever. I'm finishing the song. So I'm on the mouse and I'm on the computer and I have this big ass monitor. So I'm just staring at this computer trying to finish everything. One dude walks out, daps me up. Another dude walks out, daps me up. The guy who introduced me to everybody walks out. So I'm just assuming people are funneling out of the studio. Yeah. 15 minutes go by. I'm like, everyone's already left. I, th I figured everyone already walked out and I'm just like trying to save the song so I can send everyone the MP3. And I look in the booth and like the two scariest dudes by far who I don't know are just still sitting in there. And it's been a good 10 minutes since everybody yeah. who's yeah. popping left. The One of the smaller dudes gets up on the mic and is like, all right, punch me in. Which means like start recording yeah. on that song with those two popping rappers. And I was like, dude, everybody oh, no. left. Like those guys don't want you on this song. I don't even know who you are. There's no fucking oh, way no. I can do this because I'm going to get in trouble with them. They're going to be like, why yeah. the fuck did you let some random get in our song? I don't know what to do. I'd already had my studio for like maybe a month. It's in the middle of Burbank. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I don't have a fucking gun. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. was definitely guns on everybody who was in there. I saw them when they walked in. And this was the first moment that I was ever like, holy shit, I'm in a room with four dudes I don't fucking know trying to like be cool and make rap songs. Oh, no. And now someone's pressing me. And, yeah. I, and I don't know how to respond. Yeah. So I ended up just trying to like, yeah, bro, I was sick. Yo, I don't feel well. I got to go. I've been here for 12 hours. And the dude was like, all right, whatever. Fuck you then. Like through the headphones, starts walking out. Said some like scary shit to me, walked out, and then his boy. What did he say? Just on some like, I'm gonna fucking see you. Like, just some shit, like some uh, like vague, scary thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Walks out. The dude who was with him was like a bodyguard looking character, much bigger guy. He I saw he had a gun in the back of his pocket or like in his pants in, in the back. And when he was walking out, he like turned around and saw there was like some weed on the table. So there's a little bit of lean left in this one pint. There was like some other shit there. Took like 10. I have a lighter rack always in my studio. Took yeah. like 10 lighters. Took all the excess weed, all the, all the excess uh, weed, lean, everything. Walks out. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, bro, oh my God. How did I just make it out of that? Blah, blah, blah. I call the dude who introduced me to everybody. He go, I'm, I'm yelling at him like, bro, these dudes had guns. They were depressing me in my studio. I didn't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. He waits for me to finish yelling and just calmly goes, do you know who that was? About like the little dude who was trying to rap. I was like, what the fuck? I don't care who it was. Like, this is on you. You need to get these people out of my studio. He's like, bro, go look up blah, blah, blah name, which I can't say because it's yeah. bad. I go and Google this name. Let's just say this guy's father is maybe the most respected gangster in California as far as Crips and Bloods and all kinds yeah. of real gang shit goes. Uh. You might know his name. You might not know his name. But I can tell you this. Any documentary you go look up yeah. on Netflix right now about this specific gang, his dad's name is mentioned all throughout it. He's who is pressing me. He's basically a dude out here that a lot of rappers come check in with when they yeah. get to the city to make it look like I'm really fucking with this gang. Look who I'm with type shit. And that dude basically was like trying to get on the song. And I told him, yeah, you can't, whatever. And he told me, like, I'm going to fucking see you and then left. I called all these dudes mad, scared, like, yo, I just got pressed. And they were like, you know who that is. And then just hung up on me. 
And no. I'm sitting there like the next day, the rapper I was working with comes in. He's like, hey, Kenny, I heard you had a little situation last night. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it was all good, bro. <laughs> Everything's cool. Like, don't worry about uh-huh. it. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know who that is, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. And he's like, all right, cool. And they just never said another word about it. That's insane. But he never saw you. <laughs> saw him again uh, a month yeah. ago. Saw him again a month ago. And it was ago. fine. Different rapper who was affiliated with the same kind of thing came through. He pulled up, reintroduced himself to me. I was like, oh, yes, huge. doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. we started working on some yeah. other song. He tried to get on uh, it. And I'm again damn. like, I'm, I'm really picky with who I work with. <laughs> so uh-huh. if, if like your friend comes through, he's like, oh, my friend's just going to get on this. That doesn't work for me because I'm, yeah. already, I'm already not charging you studio time. I'm already not working in a normal capacity. So I only work with you if I really like you. So I can't just let your buddy rap on it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like if you guys were here and your homie was here while you're podcasting and it's your homie, he can't just come sit down with a mic, even though it's the homie, because this yeah. is not what he does. You know what I mean? Maybe. Literally the same thing. Yeah. So like basically <laughs> with the guns too. He, he fucking tried to get on another song the other day and I had to say something, this and that. And he was like, Oh, I remember you. Da, 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 and I went home scared again. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I mean, I know you don't want to name names, but like who knew working with Lil Dicky would be that <laughs> scary? <laughs> That's crazy. Lil Dicky's actually my fucking guy. No way. Oh. Yeah, I've I've heard the pod s- slander about Lil Dicky before. <laughs> it's my boy though. Oh man, That's I, I we, won't, we won't go down a hole of Lil Dicky. Yeah, done, we don't we don't have to. I will say though that uh, you know I expressed this on Twitter and. I, I, I'm a big fan of tweeting and deleting. For sure. Me There's too. There's only I, so I many things that I want to like last. But I, I was saying that uh, you know, Nick Sandman is for sure a Lil Dicky fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think and, that it, And if, vice versa I think Lil Dicky was Nick Sandman <laughs> as a kid. hundred percent. I mean, yeah, if if Lil Dicky has an ounce of self awareness, he can acknowledge that he all of the all of the fucking magazines at at the very least have blasted Freaky Friday in a car oh. and fucking love the Chris Brown part. <laughs> love really the love Brown. the Chris Brown part. Really love singing along with that if, part. If that got y'all worked up, he's going to have y'all so much more worked up in a couple months. That's all I'll say. Oh, boy. <laughs> if, if Freaky Friday inspired this. Like, oh, yeah. Trust me. You got something? Oh, Did you produce a... Can- no, uh, no, 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 no. I didn't produce anything, but I just know that he's got some insane... Yeah, dicky ass. Fe- shit Freaky in the Friday Part Two featuring R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> is it like great job? Of, great job, Dave. What kind of bad are we talking? Like I didn't, I didn't say bad. You said bad. Um, mm. Like are we t- I mean, so <laughs> Freaky Friday. He's collaborating with a man who beat a woman. Um. Yes. So is it yes. like a step up from that? I'd say a step up. Yeah. In terms, of, so that's that type of bad. Um. I'd say a step up in terms of Lil not, Dicky, not as bad. Harvey Weinstein by Lil Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's, what's this one? This weed, weed got me feeling like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I, know, I know nothing. I'm not. No, I'm nothing. a big fan of his old tweets. I've. Uh, Does he tweet much? Uh, he <laughs> used to tweet a lot. Like, what's What's the one like? I well, should honestly. When like, I When I start smoke, smoking weed, I, I I feel a little gangster. Yeah, <laughs> like some shit like that. Where it's like, all right, when man. I, when I smoke I a bunch that, of weed, and rap, that that's when I feel neck. like the real me. <laughs> I will literally tattoo that on my neck today. Yeah, I mean, it might yeah. be worth pulling some of these up you later because I have are, to oh go God. in the archives. Uh, but you are who you associate with. Don't get you me know? involved and in the slander. Don't get um, me involved. That's you know, if you if you if you choose if you choose to you know, uh, live this way. <sighs> yeah, that's true. That's if fact. you choose if you choose to um, associate yourself with the, this man, that's um, why that's, I that's you. That's why I made the choice to change up. 
everything I was doing and only work with scary people with guns. Yeah. yeah. That's I why, mean, he, that's what I, I associate with now. I do what, know what that, else has gone down in the stew? I want to hear some more. Actually. I don't, real quick, I don't know if he listens or has listened to the podcast, but I do know that he's seen all of my tweets about him. Definitely. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. I got the, I got the sure tweets, dude. hates y'all. He definitely oh, knows sure. y'all. Yeah, so. shit for sure. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, like, okay, here, I'm going to I'm gonna start reading these in no particular order because I have, like, an archive. Oh, no. I started, I started retweeting these, and he would, like, he would delete them as soon as he would see me tweet these. <laughs> like, because so he knows who I am. Because, like, I would be like, it'd be like, Jack Wagner retweeted you. They're just gone. But I saved them all. All right, this is Little Dicky. This is 2014. Best of, best of Little Dicky. Jack, you are I'm read so some of these. scared. I'm so scared to ever make you upset about anything. <laughs> ever. I okay. Here, I'm gonna read some. I roll around with hood black guys at this point in my career. End tweet. Awesome. That's the entire thing. Like, all oh, cool, dude. Same. Very cool. <laughs> um, to all my black friends out there, if I say black bitches get them titties out in a song, would you consider that racist? Maybe just text them. And then, okay, then you know, like, like, just text. Okay, text your black friends and ask them that question. Why? Why is this? A, why is this a public statement? Uh, so, <laughs> I love converting black people into dickheads. Uh, then there's like these ones that like you can't see what the original argument was about, but like just a lot of weird like i can assure you i'm not racist a lot of my best friends are black oh. there's satire i'm going for within the context of rap and they're like uh and calling a black girl black is racist you're really reaching and please don't forget your initial false claims either uh was well, that him him talking with timanchu what year is this uh this is 2005 that was 2017 that was that was with teams oh, right okay wait this is a good one yeah this is a good one some black Doss kid racist yeah i love i love I, him but i'm a big Doss racist fan yeah. some black kid named nubian shattered a backboard tonight just huh. like oh hmm, okay uh i i just broke a black guy's spirit on the basketball court great feeling not because he's black it's a factor though <laughs> yeah oh. he he broke he he uh he broke his spirit by just saying the n word. Uh, oh wait! He, he oh my god! Wait! This is a racist. this is a wild tweet. This is a wild tweet from 2013. I'm really surprised there hasn't been a rapper who goes by Young N Word. What? And that's the end of the wait, tweet. Wait, does what he say? Does he say? The no, he bl- he edited it out. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, he he used asterisks, but oh, yeah. it has like eighty likes too. So that's oh wait. Oh, then there was a great phase. There was a great uh, time where he was. Uh, Can you saying send that this, one to me? Yeah, there was a time where he was saying <laughs> this phrase. I think he made up. He says no clan. Like okay, this is one of my favorite tweets actually. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna read it verbatim. Yeah, no clan. Like, I'm not doing it in a racist way. I just can't jerk off to porn with black guys. Can't relate. Not racist. Whoa. There was a lot of tweets that said no clan. It was like no homo for racism. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that one. That one's weird. Cause that's like, yeah, why are you telling me this? Yeah. No, like, <laughs> like. I'm bad. I didn't know anything about any of this. I'm gonna, I'm dude. I there's so many. I there mean, are so yeah. many. I. This was is like I, from if, a y'all, if y'all who are like who are just hearing this right now could see Z- uh, Jack's scary ass folder of just archives. Can, um, the it, amount of screenshots I have on my computer is. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> shocking. That I'm is so shook. Right that's now. that's your boy. <laughs> that's your that's your boy. 
Um, you think he's bro. cool? You, you're like, no, oh, that's, it's like, we've been homies for a while. It's like, I just don't know about, I didn't know about how'd it. You guys, how'd you guys meet? We just met through, through like the, random the scene. people. Yeah. We, we never really made no music. We just know each other. Yeah. A homie. Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like the thing about these tweets, the, none yeah. of them are like, like, I'm not mad at him, but like. You know, I'm, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm bullying him by retweeting these. It's just like no. his whole rap, that, his that, whole no, rap thing. It, it's, like I, I see through it. Yeah. It's and these up. tweets indicate what it is. No. He's like he fascinated. Ra- like with he's he's an advertising major who started rapping because he wanted to be in Judd Apatow movies. Yeah, and I see right through that. And the fact that like it's fine. Like he's. Us talking about this is not gonna like hurt him in any capacity. He's yeah. we're punching up. You're not, yeah, you're not his demographic. Yeah, right. But, you know, you did just say, Lil Dicky, that's the homie. And that's you. That's you. That's a, sta- that's, that's a you statement. That's a statement that... Put me in my place. Um, you know, that's... Look, like, <laughs> that's how you feel. He's, he's given, like, my friends jobs. Like, he's done no, nice I know, stuff. No, I know. So I, I like, think I even know who you know him through, which <laughs> yeah, is totally... Exactly. He's, yeah. I know, actually, wait, I know him through guys who you guys know. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I know him through, yeah, but still podcasts. Oh, I don't so know who you're talking about, actually. Y'all. Yeah, Wait, y'all are, who? Y'all are six now, degrees. now I don't even Wait, know who you're talking who? about. Y'all are multiple six, what guess? six degrees of separation. Well, that's right. Ra- no, it's like well, it's like with rappers. There's rappers that work with rappers that hate other rappers. Yeah, yeah, this is literally the same so, thing. Like, <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't know what guests you know him through. Oh, <laughs> you said yeah, you said oh, that's they're friends. We all know each other. Huh? <laughs> it's <Okay>. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would think. Hmm. Yeah, Y'all, your guys. It should not be called the yeah, Evitzilla. It should be called Spill the Tea, Sis. Yeah. That should be, that should be the, Spill the broth. <laughs> uh, What's the broth? That's that's the male version of tea. That's what? what we use on this podcast. Spill the broth. Wait, yeah. is broth? We made this up. We made broth this up. is tea for men. This could go. Broth yeah. could go. Yeah, this is my idea. Yeah, we're not drinking tea. We drink bone broth. Have you guys? Oh, like that's like Bel yeah. Campo bone broth. Cause I was I was sipping on literal broth when I when I uh, was cooked, broth, when I yeah. cooked this up in the wow, in I the, like that in the instead stew. of tea that's fire yeah oh the little dicky stuff I can't wait for this new song it's not even like if I met him in person it'd be fine like I'm not like I don't hate him on a personal level I just think he's a dork yeah. like it's yeah. like really not there's there's you know tears of people that I don't like you know that's a thing about. Not like my not just my year, but like the the different types of people I work with is like I work with so many different types of people across the spectrum. And Dickie and I don't make music, but I know him. Like, would you? Um, let's just. I'm gonna suggest <laughs> a hard no on that for your own sake. I'm gonna just not incriminate <laughs> myself. I'm not gonna say yes or no to anything. Huh. I just literally have this situation a lot of the time where I'll be with like a group of dudes or a group of girls or a group of people who. I relate to in some capacity about something yeah. and it's like, oh, we all think this is really fire. Oh, we all love this thing that you're working on or that we're working on, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I work with this kid. And then people are just like, you work with this kid? Yeah. Like, da, 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 da. Air it's like, sometimes it's like woke versus woke. Sometimes it's yeah. a gang thing. Sometimes it's a city thing. Sometimes it's a ignorant verse, real lyrical thing. But like I have so many different interests and so many different things that I really like yeah. and I don't really like have an agenda as far as how my music sounds and yeah. I'll work with someone like a, a really non-lyrical funny kid from the South. And then I'll go to the J Cole sessions the next couple of days after that. You know what I mean? And yeah. people are like, you were doing this. It's like, I have this always happen <laughs> where there's like uh-huh. this weird 
like dichotomy between the groups of people that I'm like. Well, doing you exist with. in the center of a very wild Venn diagram. Yeah. Now it's it's just gotten so crazy, and that's yeah. like when we before like pre pod we were talking about like just scary shit at the studio and this and that, and a lot of stuff that's been really gnarly for me has come from different groups of people who really don't fuck with each other vehemently, whether it's a interpersonal thing or because of groups that they hang out with or whatever. And then my studio getting in the middle of that. So like, is that, is the story you told us before the wildest thing that's happened? Or is um, there... No, like I'm just trying to, t- I'm trying, it's really hard to tell some of these stories without giving the context yeah, of like who it is and shit, you know, but recently like there was a rapper I worked with, did a whole bunch of stuff with, he got robbed by another rapper that I work with. And it had been years in between, you know what I mean? Uh, me working with the, the former, but this guy got robbed, got a bunch of his chains took and got beat up this and that. And then the rapper who did that, or the crew of people who did that were coming to my studio that night, my studio, the way it looks like, it's like, if you took a picture in here, every time you guys did a pod, people would start to just see this wall and know yeah. those two. Yeah. But still signs and know this padding on the wall. And blah. yeah, my studio has a very distinct look. So if you mm-hmm. see a photo of someone, it's quick to see like, Oh, that's Kenny's studio. Cause the wallpaper, yeah. it's a certain way. So I was thinking, you just robbed this other rapper. You're about to come to my studio. He knows exactly what my fucking studio looks like. You're going to go on live and my studio is going to, yeah. it's going to be a war zone in two seconds. I called this dude at the label who I met via working with the one rapper who got robbed. He introduced me to the other rapper who robbed the other rapper. So I'm like, you work with both these guys. How are you not fixing this conflict? I'm supposed to see one of these rappers tonight. There was a huge scuffle today. Like, what am I going to do? All he said to me is Kenny, uh, it's Ramadan. I can't handle this till Monday. <laughs> I was like, bro, what? I'm, there's these guns coming to my studio right now. Like, what yeah. do I do? He's like, yeah, I gotta handle this on Monday, bro. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> ended ended up having to cancel the session. But like, I've kind of been privy to this concept in rap music where the studio is not where you take or you resolve issues, basically. Yeah. And it's like there is this real wide respect for that, especially in Atlanta, especially in like the South and in New York too, for the most part, like you don't hear about a lot of shootings or fights or a lot of those kinds of things in studios. Obviously people like bankroll and there's been issues. People have died and stuff, but that's very few and far between like a lot of the complications and a lot of the beef and a lot of the drama that goes on with like at least rappers that I'm aware of the details. It, they won't do it at the studio because that's where everybody makes money and that's a beneficial place. And mm-hmm. that's the hangout spot that like everyone knows, like this is helping us get away from all the bullshit. So we're not going to bring that energy to the studio. And like dudes always let me know that it just doesn't make me feel any better. Like when, yeah. when someone's scary as shit, who's used to that world goes like, nah, 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 don't worry. I'm like, what? Like what you worry about when I worry about are very, very different, you know, robbing each other and like chain snatching is such a sick insane concept i would like to i mean i feel like me and brand should hang around your studio for a while and like take notes for a couple weeks and then start bring that energy into the podcast industry. if y'all came through tonight for 20 minutes and you're actually welcome to and just peep the session tonight like you'll a lot of the shit i'm saying will have a lot more context oh for session sure. tonight um time with got it little got it and like okay. he in, he infamously had that video uh, that one like went nuts on the internet on academics and everything a couple of weeks ago because it was literally he offered the interviewer a Percocet. Oh, and the guy, <laughs> and the guy was just like, "Nah, like I'm good." Sure, <laughs> I'll show y'all. But he's a legend. He's an Atlanta legend. God, it doesn't even like coming to LA. He doesn't even like taking flights and do anything. When he's in his city, like he's one of the most popping kids there, and he's coming out here to work with me and do this whole project and this and that. But it's like there's no one around God who plays any games. 
whatsoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he, he travels a lot of people who don't fucking make music. These yeah. guys <laughs> travel with him because they're his like safety mechanism. You know what I mean? They're his bodyguards and his best friends and his family and da 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 da. And it's like once you're around that energy, we're in this room talking about shit and getting robbed and chain session and shit. It's like it is what it is. But when you sit around dudes and all that shit becomes dead ass serious. You know what I mean? And it's happening in your studio and all this kinds of stuff. Yeah. The all the humor gets dried up so quick. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're, and you're just sitting there like, this is funny until I'm involved. And then yeah. now that I'm involved, this shit is not fucking funny. Also anymore. something as like, like when it comes down to it, producing music, especially digitally is really nerdy. Yeah. Like for most of your life, this is like one of the nerdiest things you could be doing. You're like hundred percent tweaking sounds and like, like messing with plugins and shit. Yeah. Like in your room at yeah. your parents' house learning, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, that's even scarier when it's like, oh wait, why are the, like there's guns now? Totally. Uh, while I'm doing the same thing, that's the like my dork hobby. You were talking about that before, though. You were saying like you see DJ dudes or producer dudes tweeting all this shit about how like they're gonna go a different route and they're gonna start working on all this other stuff and this and that. And it's like what really holds a lot of people back isn't having good music, isn't that they can't get in the room with a rapper, or they don't have a good manager or anything like that. It's that people can't deal with people. Yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, someone who's a nerd like that, like you're saying, who's been on their computer doing all this different shit in their bedroom for six years to get to the point where they can make unbelievable music on a computer. They spent all that time learning that instead of learning networking and social skills and how to be around a bunch Just of dudes. How to be a normal human being. Different parts yeah. of the country. Yeah. So like they come in, it's like, I got all this stuff ready for you. I can make you sound amazing. But interpersonally, there's no connection there. And yeah. that's going to keep you from working more. Did you ever have EDM beef when you were back in that world? EDM beef. Um, I'm a big fan of any kind of EDM fighting yeah, and I, beef. I mean, because it's literally so stupid. Not you guys ever really. really had any? Never really had any EDM beef, honestly. There was like a couple of things that used to get me pissed. I ran all our social media like yeah. always. And we would have kids run like bots and shit and like anything we did they would like so any post that any fan ever posted with our at name or anything about us all these other like up and coming groups would have bots like anything with our name in it because they were similar to us they figure the kids would look at their page and i used to hit kids up like turn the fucking bot off bro like like there's nothing anything serious it was always so fucking stupid like it was it's such a harmonious world with all that shit that like it's all like eastern european swedish kids making yeah. big room house and it's like if you're the first kid to be like hey fuck you i'm gonna beat your ass like you get blackballed by like yeah 30 promoters because well, there's like, like weird oh. drama but it's like crazy dumb drama these yeah. people have thin skin for sure but that's like that's why coming getting back into this world there, there's a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of drama and a lot of ignorant just kind of like disagreements and this and that but i'd much rather deal with the shit i deal with now that everyone's so afraid of all the rap shit and dealing with the business with scary guys i'd much rather do that than deal with like the prissy little back and forth diva shit that yeah. went on in the other the dance world 100 you know? because yeah. it's like you're around you're around dudes who don't have hits like you've never sold a big song you right. don't have a song that like everybody knows in this world you're really big like yeah. you have dance songs and build-ups and drops yeah. that everyone plays and like you're out here getting $40,000 a show because this big genre right now is so popping. Yeah. But like comparatively to like a fucking SoundCloud rapper who just signed a deal a month ago and has two hits, he's more commercially viable than you. Like yeah. He literally has songs that are going to make more money for more years than your drops are because in six months from now, it's literally never going to matter again. And but regardless of like the Zeds and the guys who put 
the chain smokers, all the dudes who have like big songs, all that EDM shit. It's like you have this inflated ego over nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least these rap kids are, they have hits. They're getting million dollar contracts. They're doing this shit. You're getting these big fees because of how you were grandfathered into the scene, how booking works and your management and all this other stuff. And it's like to have that kind of sensitivity and ego and drama for a bunch of dudes who aren't even going half as hard as a lot of this like ignorant, like hood shit and this and that. It's like, it really makes me sick to think that people can fucking deal with that in that industry so regularly. Yeah. Cause it is very common. You know what I mean? That dudes have egos who are DJs. Like it's so lame. That's crazy. EDM, EDM snowflakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, I just don't think it's going to be, what we've been used to it being in the last five years for much longer. I think it's pretty much starting EDM to, bubble starting to be over. Yeah. Like, all I mean, those... like, dude, I, when you told me about how you guys came up or how you came up, that's like shocking to me too, because I think that's, you said, yeah, I just made a SoundCloud and five weeks later I had like managers like that's insane. That's what kids now believe will happen to them. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, I learned fruity loops and like, I'll have a manager soon. Right. Cause I like know how to make a song. It's a weird Brain, like a you know brain error that people have now totally because there was like that i think people were getting signed just because for having like made a song and if you think about the music then too like i don't know if you guys even gave it it didn't seem like you guys were ever really into that kind of shit but like the music that was really popular in like edm and dance music and shit when i started doing it was like the floss and the bowers and Arl grimes where a song would literally be like in like a big 808 and yeah, like, that would be the song. People would be like, "Oh, this drops so weird." Like the, <laughs> you hear those songs now, like five years later, and it's like the biggest shit sounds like ass. Yeah, like music, or honestly, most things that try to be really futuristic age the worst. Yeah, and when something's trying to be like so yeah. next level future, whether it's fashion or music or whatever, it normally ends up aging terribly. It yeah. Ends up not feeling. I cool. mean, yeah. Have you watched the Jetsons lately? <laughs> Come on. Jetsons is looking <laughs> tight as shit. It's uh, <laughs> that like that weird brain error that people have though. It's very like where they just simply learn how to produce a song yeah. and then they're like, okay, when's my time? It's, it's very weird when you think about it in the context of like an instrument. Yeah. Like if you just like learn to play guitar, decently and you're like all right where's my record deal how about the kids like, who don't even make music who dj in their city every week like yeah. they play at this club all the time and all these big djs they've opened for and they're like yeah like i'm just waiting to get my agent start playing festivals it's like you don't make music dude like you literally just play other people's songs yeah. and you've played with a lot of huge people because in orlando or whatever it is like you're the go-to dj kid but these kids are like expecting to be on Coachella and it's like you've never made a song you make like yeah. remixes of other people's songs and you just play a bunch of other people's songs the e, the e in EDM is for entitlement ooh, ooh. okay yeah. entitled dance music <laughs> <laughs> woo entitled yes. dumb men right yes bitch I, I love being around uh, like the pre EDM house type like legends who are low-key still like kind of cool like you know when you get in a certain context like and you go to the right house party and it's like a very chill thing. And it's not this EDM vibe. Like it can be real fun. It can be like a nice night out. I feel like when you're kicking with Darude, <laughs> I don't even mean that. And, really. uh, I, just mean Aqua. Like, I recently was around like, uh, like the black Madonna and like the dirty bird dudes and shit like that, which now has become this way bigger thing. But like a lot of the EDM shit and the trap shit and the cool music right now is going to go away and it's going to come back to that. And like the only things that'll be left is just like the house shit and the techno shit that we used to all call like, music mm -hmm. when we were younger like that shit will always be around because it's mm -hmm. its own thing and in paris and in europe and all those like they don't really 
care about our trends and it's been cool before and it'll be cool after just all of this yeah. shit right now is just this fucked up weird bubble well kenny i'm glad you got out of the bubble you went from you went from making edm trap to just trap just trap <laughs> you know <laughs> we yeah, love to guys. see it honestly i've followed y'all both since before yeah but still and congrats on both your individual success but oh, it's been you. really cool to see this thing go as crazy because I, I literally texted you jack after the first one or the second one and was like keep going like these are fire oh well, now thanks, we have a track man. produced by kenny beats yeah exactly true <laughs> i might might hold try to hold you to that we'll see because i'm pretty it. bad at mixing this stuff honestly like i do my best i do want to add the drops oh we got that's important yeah, i'll send you the drops but yeah I'm, I'm gonna help you guys with your vocal chain a little bit and see what you guys are running over oh here. i would <laughs> love love some help because your <laughs> yours especially your levels are all over the place all right well let me know when we do the the hobo johnson episode or our next little dicky dissertation i will be here i mean i'm i will send you those texts just for you to keep in the memory i'm trying to be like ezra level i want to be on like the reoccurring like chill dude oh please yeah. i mean this is great that that the new vampire weekend songs are amazing by you the come way back with soldier boy they're so good okay yeah we're, we'll figure out the soldier boy thing. i'm gonna get the song done and then we'll debut it on the pod i think you just gotta tweet at soldier boy and also i think you need to respond to token who the audience doesn't know this <laughs> one of our patron saints of the podcast token <laughs> Has slid your DM saying he fucks with you, right? Yeah, let me open it. Token. By the way, me. Token. We we've like joked about Token. I found out about also, Token because of yeah, but still, I didn't know who Token was. Yeah, I was listening to the pod. Y'all were talking about him. And I hit yeah. uh, Jack like, "Yo, isn't this the kid from the pod?" <laughs> he just I did mean, a sway in the morning freestyle that was pretty good. He's having a moment. He is. Well, I've dude. I we've seen like we love uh, white guy rappers on here, but I mean <laughs> we've seen some that are so like like literally bad for the world like it's bad yeah. that they're existing and making music yeah they make the world a worse place yeah. and then i've like so i've seen too many of those where i've come back to token been like oh wait i'm actually a fan of token now <laughs> like or i'm sure. my brain's kind of mixed comparison. up i'm not sure if i'm actually enjoying it like on, the, on the scale yeah sure he said bro you produce two of my fave beats fave two of my fave beats on ski and jid i'm a huge fan just wanted to show love keep killing g and that jpeg shit is nuts bro Oh, I mean, he seems sweet. like a nice boy. That's so no. chill. I'm gonna send him. Like, uh, I, my, I think I support Token. I'm gonna just send Token a meme. You know, <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's young. He's he's better for the world than MGK probably. Uh, I oh, sent him a yeah. meme that says, "This a rolling, not a stopwatch. Shit don't ever stop." And it's this little kid. He'll like that. <laughs> I feel He'll like, like that. It's fire. It's like really gritty. It has like the real bad filter <laughs> so, on it. Oh yeah, very deep fried. Yeah. <laughs> open up the convo with token wherever it goes. I think you need to open up the convo with Soldier Boy. Y'all need to have just a freestyle, like a weekly freestyle on the show from just anybody. You just yeah, Zach's the only one. Zach and Open Mike Eagle. Oh yeah, Zach did, I heard Zach's freestyle here. Only ones to, to do it. Wait, um, wait till y'all hear the next Zach Box song. Yeah. Oh my God. A different route. We're going I love a whole that. different route. Kenny, do you have any plugs? Um, project with Q the Fool coming soon. Me and Rico Nasty just finished a full project. Um, new Vince, new Thug, new Key, new everything coming uh, soon. Oh, and February 10th at the Satellite, uh, Brandon Wardell and Friends in L.A. Um, Patty, uh, Adomi, and some other people. Um, it's going to be good. Uh, final plug, sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com slash yeah, but still extra episode a week yes, and so run picks. it up Close a lot of stuff on there once we hit 10k i can be horny again yeah um kenny thanks for having us on or er, <laughs> thank you, you guys are welcome you wow. for on, anytime come by the pod i'll be here <laughs> well look no actually i didn't make a mistake because you are producing this technically oh, so true. i'm gonna do a tag right here whoa kidding Fire. 
Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> <Great. laughs> Alright, thanks, dude. Yo. Hey, look. For the nigga Kenny. Yeah. For the nigga Kenny. Yeah. Hey, look. It's just me. I just made my fucking beat. All these niggas still in heat. You know that they copy me. You know that I got the flow. You know that I blow off steam. You know DJ made it leave. I just had to build a heat. Yeah. Look. I'm a body. All these niggas talking shit. Put him in the burial. I'ma shoot the gun off real. Had it on my hip. I just ain't it at they look. You know that they duckin', man. They run. You know they at the deal. Fuck. Can it fuck? Can it fuck? Can it fuck? All these pussy niggas can't get it. You know what's up, man. I don't have to do all the talking. I'll make them run, man. You know that I had to get that gas to 38 gun, man. Ay. Make them skill, make them skill, make them skill, yeah. Make them skill, shoot the ground and make them skill, yeah. All these pussy niggas talking shit, I'ma rip their heads off next. You know that I rep a set. That gon' kill them, that gon' fit them. You know that I'm coming with it. You know that I got my guns, you know that I'm just aiming at these fitties, yeah. I got the top and you know I made it drop. Only pussy niggas always wanna flop. Man, you know they get me top. Fuck Kenny, man.